This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to start sharing stories with you from our newest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. This book is a product of my 14 years as Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Soup for the Soul during which time I've read tens of thousands of personal revealing stories from thousands of people. It's been a deep dive into what makes people tick. And I'm a pretty analytical person, so I've been noticing certain recurring themes in all those stories. And that's how I've come up with what I believe are the 10 most important keys to happiness. So here they are, the 10 keys. The first one is Count your blessings. Use that power of gratitude to show you what's good in your life instead of focusing on what you don't have. Second is free yourself with forgiveness. Put the past in the past so it doesn't keep bothering you. Third key to happiness, help someone else. You will make a difference and you will feel empowered. Fourth key, have less stuff. Find the joy in decluttering your home. Fifth key, think positive. Change your thoughts and you'll change your world. Sixth key, make me time. Carve out that time for yourself every day or every week to make yourself a priority. Seventh key, step outside your comfort zone. Try new things, even things that are slightly scary because you will find that you're empowered as a result and energized. Eighth key, be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. Be more of you. Embrace your unique superpower. Ninth key, pursue your passion. You'll discover excitement and purpose again. Tenth key, get outside in nature. It will give you some perspective on where you fit into the larger world. And what I've learned is that we already have all the necessary tools to find our happiness. We just need to learn how to use them. And the wonderful thing is that you don't have to use all 10 keys that I have in this book. Even if you do one of them, it will make a huge difference in your life. So what this new book does is provide you with 10 stories per chapter, and it's one key per chapter. So you'll have a total of 100 stories plus a story from me, so 101 stories. And these will provide you with real-life examples of how other people used the keys to happiness to change their lives. I began the book with a chapter on counting your blessings because I do think that's the most important key to happiness. I'm not sure you can truly be happy if you aren't aware of what's good in your life, if you're always focused on what you lack instead of what you have. And the wonderful thing about counting your blessings and practicing gratitude is that you don't have to be born that way. You can learn how to be a thankful person and enjoy the benefits of gratitude. It only takes a little practice 
to make it a regular part of your outlook, a habit. So Jennifer Quasha learned how to do that, as she tells us in her story called The Happy Book. She says that she had spent most of her life being unhappy. There were times when that was totally justified, when her parents got divorced, when she was mugged at gunpoint, when two friends died in a car accident, when she was brutally assaulted and left to die. But most of the time, she didn't really have a reason to be unhappy. She just seemed to have a negative view of herself and her life. And she comes from a long line of people who have suffered from diagnosable depression. So she thought maybe she was just supposed to be that way. But then, when she had children, she decided it was time for a change. She would work on this unhappiness thing. And one of the things that she did was so simple and yet so effective. She had a little date book, a small one with hardly any blank space for each day. There was just enough room to write a sentence for each day. So that's what she did. Every night before bed, she wrote down one thing that had made her happy that day. It might have been, my husband came home early, or I got a parking space right in front when I was running late. It's a simple exercise that takes less than a minute per day. But what it did for Jennifer was change her focus all day long. She began to actively seek the positive because she was looking for that good thing that she was going to write in her date book that night. She says that she wishes she had started her gratitude practice back in middle school before she became such a pessimist. But it's never too late, and she managed to turn herself from a pessimist into an optimist. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In another story in our chapter about the power of gratitude, we have a story from Jennifer Reed called The Blessings Box. Jennifer tells us that she was a new empty nester and her house felt so huge and empty. There was no talking, laughing, crying, stomping, thumping, music playing, or television blaring. Her children had both left for college at the same time, and they were too far away for quick visits. She had devoted her life to raising her children, and now she was lonely and anxious. Even getting a part-time job didn't help. Her husband tried to be around more, but she still felt like she was in mourning. She felt like she had no purpose, no reason to get out of bed in the morning, no motivation to do anything. Christmas came along, and great news, Jennifer's son Eric and daughter Emma would both come home, along with a surprise visit from Emma's boyfriend Kyle, who drove hours from Vermont to join them. Jennifer had a wonderful time on Christmas Day although a little bit of her was worrying about how she would do after the holidays when the house got empty again. But then her daughter handed her a gift, a wooden box that Kyle had made from old Vermont barn wood. Burned into the wood was the word blessings, 
And underneath that, Merry Christmas, love Emma and Kyle. It's a blessings box, Emma said. You write down things you are thankful for and put them in the box. Then you can read them later when you're feeling down or sad and remind yourself of all the good things in your life. That night, while the family was all there and the house seemed full of love and joy, Jennifer cleared a spot on her nightstand for the box. She wrote down the first blessing she would put in the box. Blessed to remember that no matter how far away my kids are, they will always be my kids. The next night, she did the same thing. Thankful for my husband and all he does for me. Jennifer wrote down a different blessing each night while the kids were there. She wrote about her house, her job, her good health, her parents, everything that she was thankful for, big and small. Then the kids left and the house became lonely again. And Jennifer forgot about the blessings box until one night, as she changed into her pajamas after work, she spied the box sitting under a pile of books. She opened it up and pulled out the blessings she had written down, and one by one she read them to herself. With each note she had tucked into that box, she was reminded of all the good things in her life. Jennifer resumed writing down her blessings each night, and she says that it helped her focus on the positive. When she needed a little boost, she only had to reach into the box and pull out a couple of notes to read. She says she has a new outlook on life now, and she has even learned to embrace the quiet times in her big old empty nester house. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Your 10 Keys to Happiness. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and all the topics it covers, and you will find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. If you want to read stories from this book and our other new collections, you can sign up for our daily newsletter and get a free story in your email every day. Just head over to chickensoup.com and click on the newsletter sign-up option. You can also follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at Amy Newmark, and you'll see links to our free stories and to this podcast. Come back for our next episode to hear a couple of stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Kindness Matters, about kids and kindness, because you're never too young to start doing those random acts of kindness. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.